The Urban Dictionary defines Nuck if you buck as a, To want to fight someone Who offends you Preparing to fight someone who steps to you And although you can have Your opinion about the Urban Dictionary And whether or not the definitions are accurate I think this one kind of holds its weight In, uh, in accuracy uh, Crime Mob's Nuck if you buck Is one of those records That I mean, last week we talked about, if you listen to our, our podcast about Waka Flocka and Lex Luger, we talked about the violence in music. And this is one of those songs that represents like the type of violence that I'm talking about. Not necessarily violence like where you go to jail, but the violence where like you're in the club or the bar and you might get hit in the face with an elbow. You might get pushed harder than you want to be pushed. Uh, you might find yourself in the middle of women pounding their fists into their hands and screaming about their dreads. And um, we need that kind of music. I feel like that music gives us something. And um, today we're going to talk about the uh, Crime Mobs classic, classic, classic record, uh, Nuck If You Buck. This is the Summer State Podcast. That's an, I, like, it's, I'm not surprised that the song has lasted this long, but... It's dope that it still feels that way. Like every time it comes on, I'll never think like, oh, we're playing this again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or I, I feel calm. Like, yeah. No, 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 it no. It jumps into your skin. Immediately. Yeah. Our producer Mike Sable was just saying in the mic that there sometimes he'll go to shows and the DJs will play Nuck If You Buck. And that is the most turn that will actually see the crowd. Like, not even for the main act, just for Nuck If You Buck. A 15-year-old song might steal your thunder. Right. It really might still get. It might for real, like because people just react. You don't even think about it. Like when it comes on, it's not like oh, Nuggets you Bucks playing. I need to jump up and down. Like no, you're already jumping. Yeah, it's already you're already moving right. So, and I think that's the thing about it lasting like 15 years is seeing it when it first dropped and seeing that energy and going out and still feeling something very similar is mind-boggling to me as a grown-ass person as a grown-ass person i've seen people like uh i have a friend of mine with me and i asked him do he have any memories of knuck if you bug and he was like superman punches yeah <laughs> just people coming yeah. out of nowhere, <laughs> flinging arms and elbows and and everyone's okay with it it was what you knew was happening yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it became like you uh, it telegraphed a moment of just like anarchy yeah and you know Sometimes there's casualties to that anarchy. Sometimes people are just they have a they have a beef. And now now this is like the soundtrack to your smoke. Yeah, Every the time. soundtrack yes. to your smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is what Nucky Bucks. That's what Crime yes. Mob was. That's definitely what I mean, they were named Crime Mob. Right. For the crimes they did <laughs> when they were younger. <laughs> right. I was like, on brand. Let's go, Very man. Very on brand. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, John, when you were talking about Nuck If You Buck, I couldn't even think of the first time that I heard Nuck If You Buck. No, I thought of the last time I got into a fight at a music venue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what it got me thinking about. And so it was like, I can't even tell you if I knew Nuck If You Buck by that point because I am an Atlanta transplant. I just remember the fight. <laughs> the almost fight. The almost happened. fight. The right. almost fight that happened. It was not at a rap show. It wasn't even at a rap show. It was at a Chromia show. This this drunk woman <laughs> tried to come for me, and Mike was in a leather jacket. Was like, you have to calm down. <laughs> like right now, you have to. <laughs> how how close do you think you were on a one to ten scale? Put a number on it. 
how close we were to fighting. Yeah, like how, like where were you at in your anger, and and where could you read off of her face that said like it's go time? Like she's trying to say that I came for her man, and I was like, it was at least oh. an eight. it was at least an eight. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah, see yeah. him. That's right, eight yeah, off top. top right? Yeah, I was gonna say off till you say your man. I was like, oh okay. She said you came for her man. Oh yeah, it was like eight point five. Yeah, 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 you yeah, were yeah, right yeah. There. It was right there. Like yeah. one extra word, one extra look, and it would have told they. We were trying to enjoy some 80s inspired funk and you try to ruin my fun yeah clearly she tried but plus, who's trying to steal men at the chromeo show like <laughs> is that what people are going to do at chromeo show steal men Not like true play for real like <laughs> yeah i guess pimping knows no bounds right knows no bounds <laughs> fair enough fair enough but anyway back to crime mob um before I listened to the song again, like on my own, because I thought about how long it had been since I actually played the song myself okay. for my own enjoyment. Like, I feel fairly safe saying that the last 50 times that I've heard that song, I heard it in the club somewhere, like a DJ played it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I watched the video first before I played the song, because I was like, damn, let me go back and remember what it what Crime Mob looked like. Like, what was the visual they put to this thing? And the opening scene of the video, like, you talk about authenticity. Like, it was them all asleep, like, on the floor or, like, on the couch, like, stretched out with, like, I think there was, like, a pizza box or something on the ground. Somebody had, like, a slice, a random slice of pizza. But they literally, like, woke up out of their hotel room, apartment crib or whatever and, like, walk outside to the show. Or get on the bus to go to the show. Oh my god! And they're kids. Yeah. Like I guess that's the thing that has to be like put in perspective as far as this song. Like these were children, and right. I was I was young at the time. Yeah. But they were teenagers. They were right? teenagers. They were teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't think anybody was older than seventeen. Right. Right. And I just remember the tall tees. Like yep. their T sizes was like five X. Yeah. You know. To their ankles. To the ankles, right? Shorts to your ankles. Like they were shorts, but (laughs) (laughs) it could have just got jeans. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. Like you didn't want to wear jeans. No. Right. And the microphone hanging from the ceiling that was just swinging. So it just seemed like, okay, so this is where they record and where they live. That's what I got from them. I was like, this is like really in the dirt. You know, this is very, there's no mansions, there's no big uh trailers there's no nice cars like this is a group really in the mud and they're kids and this is their energy this is their chaos yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean same with the the album artwork you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. like if it didn't have the words crime mob on it like i would think they'd be going to like teen summit or something yeah you know what i mean like they would definitely be on teen summit right but instead, they were like, you know, throwing bows, right. you know, mm-hmm. talking about threatening people, burying people, burying people, <laughs> yeah, burying people. You know, seeing the threat all the way through, all the way. Through. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't half steppers, crime right? Yeah, yeah, half yeah, step, yeah, no, not at all. No, no. And I think that's what I love about Knuck a few buck is it lets you know exactly what we're gonna do to you. <laughs> it was very specific, very, very specific. direct, <laughs> very direct violence. You know, yes, yes, it's not right. like they don't have cut scenes that step away like no you've seen this shit happen yeah you no. caught that elbow you caught that right fist you that dread flying that like, dread yeah <laughs> uh-huh i just see dreads flying when the song comes on and that's a great feeling it is <laughs> that it is. is the fantastic it feeling. Is. um what like i feel like specifically 
Diamond and Princess verses. Oh my God. I feel like those are iconic. I, I, those are iconic verses, like in rap period, but definitely amongst, like when you talk about some of the best female rappers, it's not about that they had like a long consistency, but how like, I feel like they have to get a lot more credit than they do for those two verses alone. Man, Diamond has the last verse. Yeah, yeah, Diamond's yeah, yeah, yeah. last verse is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the the rhythm she comes on with, the flow, mm-hmm. like, and it's all just aggression. Yeah, and she like they to me they're the ones that set the tone for this song. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Like the knuck if you buck hook in itself is just like that. Just lets you know where you're at and right. you know what's happening. Little Scrappy's but, just like setting the scene. Yeah, like, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't some after school special. No, right? no, shit is hype like right that. now. Shit and is this is right after now. school, but it's not a special, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football field, mm-hmm. and we got gloves, right? Right, right. And it's just the way um, Princess's verse come in. Like, I think more people know her verse than the national anthem. Yeah, For absolutely. Sure. And like, it's just as patriotic. <laughs> it is. It I'm, really... I, there's, there's, you could very much argue that that's the most American verse <laughs> that, that, that exists in rap music. I, I can't think of another one. Right. I mean, other than fuck Donald Trump, but... Yeah, maybe I, that one. I think this one... But this one, was a clear predecessor. A clear... Obviously. You cannot get there without this. I saw a Princess perform this at Trap Karaoke. Oh, wow. <gasps> and when I tell you the Buckhead Theater, I thought that place was going to collapse. They you in Buckhead Theater of yeah. all places. Of all places. No, if you buck at Buckhead Theater? Yes. No. Yes. yes. During Trap Buckhead. Karaoke, they brought out Princess. Before they actually got started with the karaoke part, they brought her out there. And it's just that verse. The hook, the verse, the hook. That's out of it. There, out of there. Killed it. Done. Right. Smash. I was like, Perfect. Yeah. Shit. That that would be a hit record in 2019. Absolutely. You could take her first, take that hook, put them together. It may be like a minute 57. If you get to two minutes, you have a radio hit. Yeah. If there was a, if 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 Megan Thee Stallion had a record featuring Diamond and Princess, and it was those two verses on Fever, people would be losing their fucking mind right now. That's my dream collab from now on. I want to see that happen. Yeah, we need that though. Someone please. Seriously though, we do need that. And it could be the same runtime as Old Town Road. We don't need anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that's like cool. In and out, yeah, yeah. Get right to the just point. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Launch into it. Because that's the thing about their verses. They're just like launches. Right. Straight up. There's no build up. It's almost like they start rapping before the beat even gets there. Yeah. Well, it reminded me a lot of. I mean, I guess it had a little bit more of a build up than than what I'm saying. But I think the, once the energy picks up, yeah. it reminds me a lot of uh, the baby. Yes. Like how the baby mm-hmm. just gets on the track and I'm just going to do this thing straight down. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of breathing room. The track isn't, there's no space. There's no drops. No. It's like, no, I'm just going to rap and hook all the way through this thing. And then I'm out. And then I'm, <laughs> and then I'm out. And you're going to enjoy every minute of it. And I feel like that's, that's what they did. That's right? what they did. That's true. Yeah. That is what I like about right. the baby. I didn't even realize that until just now. I was like, why do I keep playing Walker, Texas Ranger? Why do I keep doing this? Yeah. Because like as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you press play, he's saying something. Yes. Like, this is, Immediately. No, immediately like there's no waiting there's yeah. no like the, the, the guru turn me up there's right. none of that shit this is like no. he's like you know when you call somebody and they, they're already on the phone it's just like that right like, it didn't like, ring and you're kind of surprised you're like wait what yeah. oh you're yeah, yeah it's like a pause like why are you already on the phone how are you here already like yeah. what like what were you doing right and that's how I feel about the baby like he was just in the studio yeah, like, yeah you was, I, I was already ready 
Right, right. Already go. That is the thing about most car mob tracks, right? Yes. It's like they're already in the middle of the fight, and there's very little exposition otherwise. Mm. I think the most exposition that we may get from a crime mob was if someone is lame. If someone's a mm, Urkel yeah. type thing. Yeah. And it's like, you offended, the sight of you offended me. Right. But that is the entire plot line. And right. And it's just fight. Yeah, now it's time to go. Now it's time to do something about it. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm offended. We're a group of action. Uh, yeah, a, group group of action. <laughs> a group of action. Yeah. Which, yeah, is, yeah, which yeah. is funny that it inspires people to run around and, and like punch their fist like a group in action. Right. Because that's the only, that's the reaction I see every time, no matter where I go. Like I go to a wedding and they drop knock a few buck and you'll see people in sh- dance shoes, Stacey Adams walking around pumping their fists. Yeah, and it's just like that's what you have to do. That's yeah, that's how this goes. Right. There's no other. There's no other reaction. You know how badly I wished I was at uh, Solange Solange's um, Met Gala after party. Oh man. When she brought out Diamond everybody. And yeah, that shit looks so crazy. God. Wait, I did not know that. She oh, did. Yeah. She did the unthinkable. They, she brought Diamond perform, and Princess yeah, together. They performed stilettos and all of that shit in there. Right. It was Salon. It was like Solange and like, you know, all like the elite black people that do elite black people things. Like I think <laughs> Issa Rae was probably in there and like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody. How is that not the name of a tabloid? Yeah, yeah. All, <laughs> oh yeah. All the elite black people doing all the elite black people things. Like that. That'd be the new Jet magazine. <laughs> right. It would be. Right. Um, I remember um, when Mike Will made it, did Red Bull Culture Clash like a couple years ago, and he also brought out Diamond and Princess. I remember thinking in that moment, like he should have had an automatic win. I don't, yeah. you know, like right. I, I know I'm not big on like sound clash culture or anything, but if you bring those two out, it's like, what else do you need? Yeah, that should shut it down. 90% sure he brought out Ludacris too, but a Diamond and Princess, I blacked out. And yeah. I'm done. In Atlanta? Like, come yeah, on. Like, that's it. And the crazy part is, they got more than one record. Yeah, yes. rock your hips. Rock your hips is gonna yeah. go off. Yeah, right. Stilettos is gonna go off. Yep. Oh my god. Like you have. There's a crime mob set. Yes. Like it should, it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you might start. It might start with like maybe you start with some D4L shit, and uh-huh. then like as soon as you come out of your last D4L record, you have a whole three set. You got of, a like, three run set these. crime that is yeah. going to be up. And you playing the whole song years later? Yeah, run the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you're playing the whole song. Like they were good at hooks. They were For really sure. good at hooks. They were really good at like energy, and that's what that was a cool part about Crunk was it was supposed to be high energy, right? Mm-hmm. And they did that well, and, and, and yeah, and they had that going you know for themselves mean? already. Yeah, like I get why Scrappy was like, I need that group. Absolutely, that's right? The group. Yeah, the Prince of Crunk. Yeah, right. The what? Prince of Crunk. I forgot he was called. Yeah, he's he the Prince of Crunk. Yeah, he's yeah, the Prince of Crunk. Right. Unfortunately, like Crunk just didn't last long. Like I feel like yeah. that run was so short. By the time we got Crime Mob, that. What that was what? Oh, what? Uh, 2000. Well, Knuck of You Buck is arriving in 2004. Four, right? right? Yeah. So I think by that second album, which was like 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. we, was, we were moving to like the auto tune Little Wayne, Lollipop era. Yeah. Right. So, you know, Crunk was dying out because everything was going to get a little bit more smoother, robotic, you know, mel- melodic, actually. Right. And then it's just like, what do you do with like a crime mob? Well, I guess like. To that point, when things started changing, I feel like in talking about Crime Mob, like they had this run that we're talking about that we love, but ultimately, like it didn't work out. Like it's, it still all fell apart. Yeah. And I don't know, as I was reading about the group and just this time and kind of thinking about what was happening as far as how Diamond was getting 
attention, like how we were talking about her mm-hmm. verses and, and, yeah. and Princess to, to the same extent, but people wanted to talk to Diamond. It was like she, of the it was four of them, right? right? Of the four of them, she's like the pretty one. Yeah, it was Lil J. It's Lil J. Princess. And the one guy, I can never remember his name. Yeah, you and me both. Do you but, know the fourth member? Okay, that's cool. But the, but the point is, is that part of that is like it would have been nice to see this whole thing stick together actually play out longer than just those two albums because it felt like right. they had something going i guess that's a problem with a lot of groups yeah you know like yeah. for, you know when you have four people you have four opinions and four you know agendas right. and things that people want to do and i mean to her credit it's not to knock her because i i've heard her say that i guess to a certain extent it made her uncomfortable from the standpoint of like right. it's the four of us but people are always asking me the questions and right. it's like yeah. clearly they're seeking me out so like how am I supposed that's, to it's a little awkward it, yeah it becomes awkward yeah and, I think that's why I hold groups so tightly and I always get mad when people start asking like when X member is gonna go solo like when people started asking for me go solo records I was like you know that's the most terrible thing you could ask for right now, right? Because the miracle is that they're able to function so well together. And that's exactly the thing with Cry Mob too. It's like they've assembled, you know, they've come to form like Voltron and things like that. Mm. Why can't we just appreciate that? Right. How they function as a unit. But I think, and I think, I mean, to that point, not to go too far off, but I think the thing that might've, I don't know if it helped Amigos or how to necessarily define it, but it felt like their solo albums were treated more like mixtapes. Mm. than solo albums like mm. i feel like when amigos album comes out there's going to be a big huge fanfare yeah there'll yeah. be more rolling out i feel like their solo albums came out as just like that's here's true. mine here's mine y'all want it okay here here's mine like yeah, i kind of i kind of blame the amigos for that a little bit because they didn't make their album spectacles they yeah yeah yeah, made yeah, them yeah feel right. like mixtapes, which is fine but i think to what christina was saying when people were asking for amigos solo albums I think they should put into consideration what those are. Like, okay, if we're gonna do this, let's make sure we do it in a way that makes sense for right. us as a group. And I think they just put, kind of put tapes together and put them out so they feel like mixtapes. But with Crime Mob, I don't know if it was specifically we wanted solo tapes, but we saw the star power. Yeah, you see the right. star power in, very, in one yeah. person. Very right, obvious. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part is, you get four people, but very rarely is everyone gonna be stars. Right. You know? That's what I love about Outkast is you have two stars, but you know, with Andre, he was a little bit more eccentric and it was, people gravitated toward that. Like yeah. you can kind of pick what you gravitate. Some people love Big Boy, he's the player. So you can kind of pick sides. When you got four people, it's kind of hard to pick uh, why everyone's special. Right. And then it, I guess also depends on the group dynamic too, right? Like right. it's only a problem if it's a problem within the group. Right. You know, I mean, I thought about Destiny's Child and it's like everyone mm. was cool. Everyone knew what it was with Beyonce and nobody was threatened by that because you, you knew there's self-awareness of like, ah, I hope so. <laughs> I'm not that. Right. So, like, I mean, even Kelly, though they, Kelly knew, right? I think, yeah, I think Kelly knew and I don't think Kelly was threatened by it. I don't nah. think it bothered her. I felt like she was just like, that's my bitch. We out here doing it. Like, I don't think she was like, I don't think she was thinking of it as like, damn, well, how can I shine too? Like, right. you know, I, and even though like this, they had two members that ultimately didn't make it from the beginning, but mm-hmm. right. the three of them stuck together for a long time. So yeah, right, right, right. But they were also young too. We're talking about, you know, Crime yeah. Mob was probably 
not raised in entertainment they were in, doing in industry. They were doing crime. It's in the name, man. <laughs> it's right. It's right there. It's pretty you know obvious. You know what's just going on with the crime mob. It's not Disney, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not Pixar. Disney Channel. Right. Yo, well, speaking of Disney, though, how surreal was it when, like, Juju on that beat became a thing? I was disgusted. Yeah. You were disgusted. Disgusted. Oh my God. Well, you got to think now, there's definitely a generation of kids who know Juju and have no idea who Crime Mob is. Mm. There's white moms in the suburbs that know Juju that have heard their kids probably play Juju on their iPad or on the computer, and they have no idea who Crime Mob is, I bet. Do you <laughs> think once they discover Crime Mob that they're going to be crying like that one mom did with Vince Staples and <laughs> as parodied? In Donald Glover's Atlanta? Yes, I think so. Look, it's just, I'm trying to figure out a moment in music history where a sample was so off base from the original, where you have just this very fun dance song. And you're like, oh my God, I love this. Like, they're doing dances to this. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens with Kids Bop all the time. What do you think Kids mm, Bop no, is? No, no, no. But like, Kids Bop do like the commercial records, right? Like, what's already on radio. Okay. Like, if you buck, it was different. True. We've seen people get knocked out to this. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like this people. Is, yeah, people. Faces. Yeah. Punched mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. to this music. Mm-hmm. And now I watch kids on Vine. Little kids. Four or five right, years old. Because yeah, you sampled the sound. So it's just crazy to me. Because it's, it's almost like if you find 50 Cent during Candy Shop. And you're just like, he's such a wholesome, nice young yeah, man. And like, then you hear how to rob. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> like, who are you? What happened? You got Why? shot nine times? You like, duped me. <laughs> you sold me a bill of goods. So, <laughs> I feel like Juju on the Beat is selling a bill of goods. Oh, my God. It is. But that's just my personal gripe with the record. Well, I mean, I hope that. I mean, Lil J produced it, right? So I hope Lil J made some money off of that. I hope they figured out some kind of pub or something. Well, that's the other part too. Like I saw the um, the Nod podcast. They did an oral history of. No, if you buck. I was there. You were there. Yeah, you were there. You got the ending quote too. Yeah, the final word on this. Shout out to the night. That was really nice. Look, I didn't know my mom listened to that too. So that was great. I had a for a week. I got to brag about that. Yeah, I was like, my brother, you went to college. (laughs) 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 I was on the (laughs) nod. It was great. But I think one of the interesting points that they were making was that, um. You know, the way that I guess in trying to interview their manager. Oh my God. And this this part where he's, I guess, bragging about this fucked up contract that he had them in and however he was getting money off of them. Yeah. Came up missing miraculously, or, or, or at least it was trying to be said that I guess the, the, the engineer said that the mics went off or something like that. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, like, would they have stayed together if they were making the money they were supposed to make? Even if there was some, like, Man. jealousy of Diamond or whatever the case was. Everybody had a couple dollars in their pocket. It might have been like, well, fuck it, we're good. Well, I imagine, like, if they're coming on to, like, a label, like, that label's going to send them on a press run and it's a promo run. You know, press yeah. run and promo runs, like, you don't see money like out the gate or whatever. So you're working and working and working. And it's like, if you're only getting a thousand dollars each to show for that hard work. Yeah. I'd be fucking tired too. Hell yeah. I'd probably want to start fights as well. 
Okay. <laughs> make you want, kind of give you some motivation to punch people in the face. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I would not behave. I would, I would not, not behave. Would, yeah. At all. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sort of reminds me of NWA and about how yeah. they found out about like Easy's contract and Ice Cube was like, "I'm out." Can you imagine they were just doing good business? How that group could have fostered with Ice Cube's writing? Yeah. You know, I feel like bad business is it ruins so many groups. And it, it has nothing to do with the groups. It's just you get a manager and you trust this person, you believe this person, and they take you being a little naive and they use that against you. You know, crime mob did crimes. They don't have a lawyer. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and, and, like, and, and the lawyer that they might have might not have their best no, interests at heart. It's a public defender. Like, yeah, that's not what you want. No, not at all. So you sign these contracts, you're on the road. So you're doing the rapper stuff. And but you you probably don't know any other rappers, right? So you think I'm getting a thousand dollars is cool, but you know we're not making no money. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking the money's gonna come. Then the album comes out. You know you got a hit. You got all this stuff going on, but you still don't see the money. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna create some type of friction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has it, to. And then you see certain members are getting more shine. You wonder like, oh man, like. If what if they get more money? Right, than I yeah, do. yeah. Right. They could ultimately do like, end up doing something, and I can't. Right. I'm not gonna have with that same. That's color. that's really mm. difficult. I think that's a difficult spot to be in as a group, especially if that's like the psychological thinking going through certain members' heads. There's just no way you keep that together. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of that made me think about Lil Nas X Ooh. because earlier this week, I guess you know he, the video he videoed uh, put out an Instagram video or wherever he recorded giving Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, a Maserati to like thank him for the, doing the remix or whatever. Okay. And like people were actually mad. Like, yo, this kid is fucking stupid. Like he's spending his money to give this gift to this white man that got all this. He's rich. He's been rich and famous. Like why the fuck he's wasting his money? And I'm like, first off, it's a lot of pocket watching going on. Yeah, like, right. You don't know what's I that. don't know what that man has in his pocket. I know he has a huge song that's probably spinning out of control on all streaming services and he should have a nice check coming with that right. in addition to whatever shows he's been doing. But it just made me think like, damn, I hope that I hope that he's getting what he's supposed to get mm. with the record that's this big and him being this young. I feel like his situation might be a little bit different. Sure. But it just made yeah. me think because he's that young. Right. He's a kid too. So it's kind of like, all right, I hope that he. I hope it's not a story in years later that like this kid that everyone's rooting for that we all love was getting fucked in some right. bullshit contract. Man, I'll be heartbroken if Lil Nas X ain't getting his. I really like that kid. Me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's like a nice kid. He's just a nice, and he's funny. Right. And, right. I, and I think he's good at what he's doing. Like, right, it's not in a troll way. Not in like I don't think he's hurting anybody. He's not putting out any like ridiculous images or doing. He's just a kid playing with a cowboy hat and like being funny on Twitter and having mm-hmm. a cool music video. Like, like, like I know country fans aren't rooting for Lil Nas X right now because they're, they're protesting that uh, Wrangler deal. But yeah, I know like that as shit. soon as I heard about it, I immediately went to the Wrangler website. Yeah, me and you both. And tried to see, yeah, 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 see, yeah, see, yeah, 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 see what was going on. I was like, pissed. damn, motherfuckers There's only one horse shirt left. You know how spiteful you have to be to see a young man get a Wrangler deal and be mad enough to start a petition to boycott that? Because the Wranglers are only supposed to be for real cowboys. For Were real y'all supporting cowboys? Wrangler before? That's, come on. Come on. Come stop on. it, bro. Come let my, on. Let my man eat in peace. I, I see that shit at too many thrift shops. It's like, I know <laughs> you're not supporting them for real, for real. Like, it makes me wonder 
it makes me wonder, did he, like, was that planned out from the beginning now? I mean, that's what, that was, Wrangler on my booty was like a, <laughs> it's a funny ass line, but it's like, and it is some cowboy shit, but damn, that's specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes this whole this whole rollout for Old Town Road sound like some masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the who's the Geppetto of this what? whole or thing? Or do you think Lil Nas X came in with like a twenty-page business plan? That was like, like this is how I want to pitch it in the plastic binder. That would be dope. That I kind of like that be idea. The most amazing story yeah. that he had the foresight to know when it hits this point, we bring in Billy Ray. Right. Yeah, yeah, Billy yeah, Ray, yeah, yeah. we call Wrangler. Yeah. Because the line Wrangler on our boot, like, it's right there. It's right there. Right. Built in. And then the, the label has to look at that and be like, you're a genius. Right. Because there's no way Little Wayne walked in with lollipop and was like, we'll get some lollipops. <laughs> 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 like, he didn't have no play. He just brought a record and it was like, we're going to send it to radio. Like, that was that simple. But I feel right. like this is so just perfectly orchestrated. Yeah, right. It, 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 it does kind of like, feel. Like a lot of planning went into this mm-hmm. that starts before the song even hits. I mean, when I saw the picture of the jeans with the shit sprayed across the butt that says Wrangler on my, like all I could do was laugh. <laughs> like I cracked up for like five minutes. I'm like, holy shit. Like they got us. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, and I'm cool with it. Like I'm, I'm cool with the idea of artists going to labels and already having like you said, like a 20 page spread of like, this is what we're going to do. Walk in with Spurs, you know, like live out your brand, mm-hmm. you know? Yo, if so you're going to be a brand, flush yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, out. Yeah, and this is how it's going to work. Right. What, what should have been the branding for Nuck If You Buck? Where should they have took that song? Who should Taking they have the business plan yeah. and just like thrown it at the person sitting at the conference table. Honestly, I would have taken that shit and done athletic wear i would have done boxing gloves and then would have done like workout gear and it would have so like i would have got who champ uh 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 everlast everlast like did some (gasps) shit with everlast and been like hey these are these this is the these are the gloves like we'll figure out how to flip it in the song we'll do something yeah and then from there it's like you obviously go to the olympics yeah right right, right. yeah there you go obviously like it just it all (laughs) (laughs) like that's how it it makes sense to me. I don't know. Because <laughs> Ellen Wood is America. Ellen, <laughs> Ellen Wood is America. All right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that's so the funny bad. part. When I think about Ellen Wood, it's like, well, never mind. I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I, I was thinking to myself, like, that's a funny thing about it. No, never mind. All Ellen stories begin like that. Right, right. This is a fact. Yeah, all right. No, never mind. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening uh, to something to say. If you haven't rated and subscribed this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, go ahead and do that. And then, of course, uh, please go ahead and support us at patreon.com slash something to say. Michael Saba is out here producing this podcast. Producing that thing. When he isn't knucking, if he's bucking. Ah, well, you know how Mike does. Your DJ has only just begun. (laughs) 